Tonight's reading is from Revelation chapter 21, starting at verse 1 to verse 8. And if you want to read along with me, please open your Bibles to Revelation 21. So the author of Revelation is John, and in tonight's reading we'll hear part of John's vision. Starting at verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all of this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the adulterers, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulphur. This is the second death. Thanks so much, Joe Church. Great to be with you this evening. My name's Tim, and a big welcome to our friends from 4.30, from Chapel Lane, and from Youth. Great to hear the youth band cracking there before. Uh, it's a real joy to be with you. I'm going to pray as we get into God's Word. You might wonder, um, didn't Pete already preach? No, he was just talking about Norwest and got carried away. Right? So we're going to open the Scriptures now. This is the sermon part, right? So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are a God who speaks. You haven't left us by ourselves to work out who you are and what you've done for us in Jesus, but you have given us your Word. And so, Father, we pray as we open... Revelation 21 tonight, and we reflect on the year that we have had. We pray that you would show us Jesus so clearly. And we pray in his mighty and wonderful and beautiful name. Amen. Well, Norwest, as you look back on 2022, I wonder if there was anything in particular that comes to mind for you. Perhaps something that you did for the first time or something that was different 12 months ago, we were still in the height of COVID uncertainty. We actually had to evacuate the morning Thanksgiving service last year. That feels like a long time away, uh, time ago now, uh, and yet it's just 12 months. So is there something that you've done for the first time in 2022? Perhaps a bucket list item that you had been waiting to tick off and finally did, or something where you just happened to be doing something new and all of a sudden that dawned upon you? There were a couple of things in that category for me in 2022. And one of them was that I married people for the first time, uh, which meant that also for the first time I was doing marriage preparation with people, which is quite a responsibility. And so it dawned on me as I was about to sit down with a couple for the first time and prepare them for marriage that I should think about, well, how do I do this? Right? What are some of the things that I 
should say, considering I haven't been married for all that long. And as I see it, there are at least three components to preparing well for marriage. No doubt there is more, much more than this, but I figured these three aren't a bad place to start. Number one, be brutally honest with the person you're marrying. Right? Marriage is built on trust and transparency. You've got to be honest with one another. You need to be able to talk about the good and the bad and the ugly aspects of yourself and know that your spouse will too. You've got to be brutally honest with your spouse. There's no point starting a relationship that's built on deception. Number two, you've got to love the one you're marrying. Right? There's no point in getting excited about a ring if the guy who's giving it to you is unlovable. That's true, right? Yeah. I'll put that down as wisdom from Tim. You've got to love, you've got to love the one you're marrying. Otherwise, it will be an empty relationship. Be brutally honest with the one you're marrying. Two, love the one you're marrying. Three, learn to serve them. I've had people tell me that when you get married, you realize how selfish you are. And if you have kids, then you need to start doing something about that. But you do need to start learning to serve your spouse from the get-go if your marriage will be healthy. And you know, throughout the Bible, there is a recurring phrase that is found on the lips of God. He looks forward to the day when, quote, I will be your God and you will be my people. You can find that in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, the Psalms, the prophets, the New Testament. And it is always looking forward to the day when the love of God for his people will prove itself to be stronger than and overpower the stench of sin. And it's always looking forward except for one time. There is one time in the Bible where that is seen to be happening. And it's Revelation chapter 21. It's a vision of the time when God says from the throne, Revelation 21 verse 6, it is done. No more looking forward, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this and I will be their God and they will be my children. You see, by the time you get to Revelation chapter 21, what had always been looked forward to becomes reality. Because in Revelation 21, you have the much-anticipated wedding scene. Now, there are healthy and unhealthy ways to look forward to a marriage, especially to the teenagers and young adults in the room. Here's a bit more wisdom from Tim for you. There are unhealthy ways to look forward to marriage. Sometimes the temptation is to anticipate and long for marriage in general, rather than being married to the person who you will be marrying. You can look forward to marriage as a vague concept rather than look forward to the individual who you'll be marrying. And in that case, your spouse can quickly become your enemy because they will inevitably get in the way of what you wanted marriage to be. But when you long for a person who also happens to long for you, it is a beautiful thing. Always imperfect, always messy, but beautiful. And so it is with us and God. If we just long for eternity as a concept or heaven as a vague concept, well, we need to be a bit careful. 
We need to ensure that we are longing for the person who we'll be married to. Now, a quick word to those in the room or online who are divorced or perhaps unhappily single. God doesn't include this metaphor in the Bible to wound you. He doesn't include this metaphor in the Bible to remind you of what you don't have. He actually uses it to remind us all, married or unmarried, that weddings this side of eternity are only designed to point towards him. Nobody in Christ misses out on the ultimate wedding. Because in our passage today, the wedding is between the people of God embodying the new Jerusalem and God himself. It is the climax of the letter. For our youth, we know we've been working through Revelation through term four, and this is where you get to at the end of it. For the rest of us, 4.30 in Chapel Lane, you might remember Pete talking from the start of the book of Revelation at the beginning of the year, as he alluded to, but we'll get to that in a moment. Verse two of Revelation 21, John says, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband." prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And Norwest, I want to suggest to you that 2022 has been a year where God has been preparing us for this much-anticipated future wedding day. Throughout the book of Revelation, there are great joys as well as immense struggles. It's a letter that is written to Christians who are just hanging on. And it's an encouragement to them to persevere in the midst of tears and mourning and crying and pain. Hold on. And as they have persevered, so they are prepared for the wedding that will come. It comes here at the end of the book. There are three ways to prepare for marriage. First, be brutally honest with the one you're marrying. We started the year with a confronting vision from the book of Revelation in Pete's vision series. Pete opened up Revelation 2 and 3, and we considered the churches in Ephesus, Sardis, and Laodicea across three weeks, churches who were very mixed, churches who had forsaken the love they had at first, churches who had the reputation of being alive, but were dead. Churches who were lukewarm, so Jesus was going to spit them out of his mouth. God was brutally honest with us because he loves us. You see, we sat under that word and considered it as a warning for us. There was a sense at the beginning of this year that it was a watershed moment for us as a church. Were we content to be a church that looked good and shiny from the outside? with good stats, happy photos, and lovely videos. That's where those churches were at. But God said he wasn't content with that. If they were, he wasn't. He wanted their hearts. He wanted their love. He wanted them. He wanted all of them because this was his bride. And he wanted to prepare them for this future wedding day. And as he was brutally honest with them, he was brutally honest with us. Wake up, was the rebuke. And as God was brutally honest with us, we have been brutally honest with him throughout this year. We have 
confessed our sin to him. We have come before him on our knees at prayer nights. We have pleaded with our good Lord to have mercy on us and restore those who are penitent. It has been a year of brutal honesty between us and God. That's the first way to prepare for marriage. Be brutally honest with the one you're marrying. Second way to prepare for marriage is to love the one you're marrying. Now, there are, as Peter's alluded to, there are many, many stories of grace of people who have met Jesus for the first time in 2022, which is an amazing thing that we can give great thanks for. We could share stories about teenagers who came to faith at camp. We could share stories about adults who came to Jesus through Hope Explored and Christianity Explored. But we heard from Josh earlier in the video about the 23 converts who gave their life to Jesus at the Good Friday Mandarin service. And so... I want to hear from one of them. So have a look at the screens, and we're going to hear Yang Nong's story of grace. Thank 不认识基督耶稣，到认识主基督耶稣，并将基督作为我生命的主宰的过程。I thank the Lord Jesus Christ for giving me this opportunity to share with brothers and sisters how I move from one who didn't know Jesus Christ to knowing the Lord Jesus and accepting Jesus as the Lord of my life.西北圣公会中文堂成为我首次进入。Norwest Mandarin Service is the first Christian church I've ever been to. The It's the first time I was exposed to the teaching of the Bible and preaching by a pastor. I was really touched by the message of the Bible. It attracted me deeply like a magnetic field. Then I started to join I started joining the community group to study the Bible with brothers and sisters. The Lord called us to re repentance and we felt the love in the Lord. So on the 3rd of July this year, my wife and I were both baptized on the same day and became God's children. I thank God for everything that He has given me. 过去整天无所事从，现在我的家里每天都充满着喜乐，心里充满着盼望，享受着主的恩典。In the past, I had no purpose in life, but now my home is filled with joy every day. Our hearts are filled with the hope as we enjoy the grace of the Lord. Thanks be to Christ. 感谢基督，我们也将我的变化。传递给我的亲朋好友，让更多的人来相信
和敬拜基督耶稣。这是我的一点点分享，谢谢。We are also sharing our life transformation with our friends and relatives, so that them too may come to believe and worship Christ Jesus. This is my story of grace. Thank you. 2022, Yang Nong and his wife Wen Gang met Jesus. They became part of Jesus' bride, and the rest, as they say, is history. It's an evocative image of Christ's magnetic field drawing all people to Himself, and that is what has been going on at Norwest this year. There is something irrepressible about Jesus. Yang Nong found himself treasuring Christ. God has added to our number this year those who love Him for the first time. He has been preparing us for that future wedding day. Be brutally honest with the one you're marrying. Love the one you're marrying. Third way to prepare for marriage is to learn to serve your spouse.、And、there have been more opportunities to serve Christ at Norwest. We've been on mission together as we've cooked barbecues and leafleted streets. We've shaped the hearts of kids and teenagers. We'll hear Joy's story a little bit later, but her life is full of joy, in part because of the way she serves Jesus at Norwest. Norwest, as we have served this year, God has been preparing us for our future wedding day. This year really could have been anything. It could have been a slump of energy, a slide of focus, and a sorry tale of post-lockdown blues, but it hasn't. Why? Well, we might be able to point to a few things that we've done well, but we could identify far more mistakes we've made in the process. In reality, there is only one reason: Jesus Christ loves His church. In the incarnation, as Jesus takes on flesh, he leaves his father's side. At the crucifixion on the cross, as Mary watches her son die, Jesus leaves his mother. Why does Jesus leave his father and his mother? So that he would be united to his bride, become one flesh with her, in the language of Genesis. It's the ultimate marriage. And in 2022, as Jesus has watched over us, been brutally honest with us, loved us, and served us, He has been preparing us for eternity with Him. And us giving thanks today is a little slice of the eternal thanksgiving that we will be involved in when we're united with Him forever. And on that day, we'll celebrate stories of grace. We'll sing Jesus' praises. We will look each other in the eye. We will look Yang Nong in the eye. And say, remember Good Friday, 2022. Kids will look at their leaders and say, remember the year when you ran one arvo and playgroup with no kids pastor. Youth will look at each other and say, remember that year, 2022, when the biggest event of the whole year at Norwest in this building was the return of youth camp. We will say, remember carols, remember jazz on the green, jazz under the stars. Remember 
and we will realize with greater clarity than we can have now that Jesus was preparing us for that future wedding day. Norwest, we're one year closer to eternity. Thanks be to God. Come, Lord Jesus. Please look at the screens. My name is Joy Hill, and this is my story of grace. I'm the oldest of five children, one sister and three brothers. My grandmother told me that I was called Joy because I was born during a Melbourne Cup, and she and Dad backed the winner. When I was 24, I entered a Roman Catholic convent where I began to work in a children's home. My task was to care for young children on the streets, orphans and abused children. After almost 20 years of this, I was tired, so I began working in paediatrics at Westmead Hospital. My duties included working with parents of sick children. They were happy years working with children of all ages. But my heart leaned towards older children, so I transferred to the Adolescent Medical Unit in Westmead for the next 11 years. Around that time, my mum died. I had been her carer for 18 years. I was lost for a while and I wasn't sure where I belonged. At the invitation of a friend from work, I began to attend a local Anglican church, but after three years it closed down. I thought to myself, where to now? I wondered about not attending any church, but then through a friend I found Norwest. You know what? I was home. Initially, I had just travelled along, not getting involved in parish activities. Then I retired from work. So I thought, what to do with my time? I asked a lot of questions of staff and friends. I wanted to know what I could do. The answers came for me to join the senior Bible study group. But believe it or not, I couldn't get that dear suggestion into my head. So I began a journey of lots and lots of praying. I was asking Jesus, where can I be of use? I knew I had more to do than sit at home and just wait to die. After a while, the answer came in 2022. I was encouraged to give the Friday night youth group a try. It was a bit different for me, trying to find if and where I fitted in. You know what? I have never looked back. The children are a delight. They have accepted me as part of their world and God has given me a connection with teenagers. They lighten my heart. I enjoy their humorous sense of fun and their love of Jesus. God has prepared me for this ministry through all the things he led me to do when I was younger. I keep a special eye out for the kids who are alone or don't see them themselves. I love to talk to them and draw them out. They have so much going on in their lives they don't always have someone to talk to. I really think I can be that person for them. To be a small part in leading them towards solid Christian lives is such a privilege. I don't know if they're learning more from me or me from them. The oak tree grows stronger with age, so getting old can be a wonderful time. 